0: Well, it's been 727 days, but the wait is finally over. The Mad About Movies Star Wars Episode 8 The Last Jedi Extravaganza Palooza Pro Am for the Cure is here. Yay! Woo! We're here! Wow. We did yeah. it! Well, welcome in. Thanks for joining us for this special reactionary edition of Mad About Movies, aka the official podcast of Star Wars. <laughs> patent pending. <laughs> Lawsuit pending. I am your host, Kent Garrison. Joining me, as always, are my fellow Padawans, Richard and Brian. Hey. Hey, guys. Mm. The
1: midichlorians are strong. Anyway. How <laughs> hey, dare did you? I get, it's did I get that right? Dang it. I was so gosh, close.
0: Gosh. So close. We don't, we don't talk about midichlorians that, either. <laughs> That's true. That's the last time. Uh, that was very close, closest you've ever been, Richard. So you've come a long way. <laughs> I tried. I spent 727 days practicing that. Joke when I blew. <laughs> well, uh, the three of us are within minutes removed of the Last Jedi. Uh, we all went and saw it this evening together at a screening, and we're here uh, annually, I guess, uh, as is tradition, to uh, to break it down right after the fact. This is our Mad About Movies. Star Wars post game show. Yeah. For those of you that are new, we do this and
1: then we do a, a full episode on it next week, like normal. Right. This is just getting us,
0: getting everyone's kind of, we've seen it. Let's talk about it a little bit. This is going to be, um, yeah, initial reactions, initial impressions. We haven't really had time to totally digest it. Uh, we've seen it just the once. We'll see it again. We'll have, uh, you know, the whole entire weekend to think about it <laughs> and uh, to, to, fully react to uh, what we've just seen but uh i enjoy the initial reaction too i i mm-hmm. enjoy just uh speculation more than anything on on what we just saw and, wh- and what that might lead to and uh i don't know what you guys thought at all uh we just saw it and uh this is going to be our first time for the three of us uh talking about it together so that'll be exciting too uh we're going to save spoilers we're going to try and stay a little bit spoiler free here at the beginning uh, at all possible, and we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and we are going to do spoiler talk. So, if you have seen the movie, we, uh, stay we with us. We can
1: talk about we can talk about the Obi Wan nude scene, though,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was part. that was in the trailer. So, yeah, we can talk okay, about. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the red band trailer. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's keep it generic if we can. Uh, for those of you uh, maybe out there that are joining us that just want to hear our thoughts on the movie, maybe if we liked it or didn't like it, without revealing, uh, big plot twists or, uh, plot points, things like that. And, uh, so we'll, 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 do our best to stay generic here, but at any moment within the next 15, 20 minutes, uh, we'll give you the spoiler warning. And from then on out, uh, you are not safe anymore. <laughs> okay. No, so not safe space. N- no, not safe at all, but, uh, okay. Well, initial impressions, general thoughts. um, I guess we'll start with the guru of the show, uh, Brian Gill. <laughs> Me, keep it, oh, keep keep, it Keep, <laughs> <really>? keep <laughs> okay. it spoiler free, Brian.
2: Yeah, uh, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I'm a, I can't say I'm disappointed at all. But this is all about my expectation more than anything else. I, I've said on the show before. I really thought I thought this had a pretty decent chance to be the best Star Wars ever. Um, I don't think it's that. So in that way, I guess I'm a little bit. a little bummed on that front uh i thought just general thoughts again without getting into spoilers i thought the start the very beginning was strong i thought the last 90 plus minutes maybe even more was really really good it finished strong it got better as it went there's like a 30 minute maybe 40 minute sequence in the middle there that uh was not was not particularly good to me and definitely. What part are you
1: talking about without getting spoilers? Can you, yeah,
2: the, the whole B story with Finn and Rose, um, yeah, was prob not problematics, not the right. It just, Uh, I I felt,
0: I felt it, Brian, uh, uh, maybe the word I would use is not unnecessary, but yeah, I just didn't, it, it's it, I, I know why they did that because they 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 do have a plot point involving them into the third act and they, that's how they mm-hmm. kind of get from point A to point B right but they spent way way too much time on it and yes. I thought they would just brush over the Finn character um and the Poe character. Now mm-hmm. uh, they gave us way more Poe than I was expecting, which I'm not necessarily upset about because I've grown mm-hmm. to really Same. like that character, and I think that they've discovered that uh, they can do a lot with him. And so that was a pleasant surprise for me. Um, so I thought they would concentrate more on Poe, not not as much on Finn. And mm-hmm. um, they gave Finn his own, uh, I guess it's not a spoiler to say, uh, his own story here. Yeah. You know, his own arc and his own everything. And um, not to say that that's a bad thing. I just didn't expect it in this movie and in this way. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say uh, the weakest part for me was... Uh, was that and there's an action scene involving them too, involving Rose yes. and Finn in the middle of the movie that that feels a bit mm-hmm. attack of the clonesy just kind of generic yes. action mm-hmm. scene type stuff and and it, it felt disingenuous to to even the force awakens it felt out of place and um and so I'd, I I don't know over time how I'll feel about that. Maybe,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. maybe we'll come to love that scene and that sequence, but, uh, just first impressions that, that was, the, that was a low point for me too. Yeah. And, um, so I, I can, I'll double down on that for sure. For what you're yeah, saying. No,
2: I, I, I'm told it's, mm-hmm. it's maybe not even necessarily, I don't even know if it was bad, but I think unnecessary is probably the right terminology, especially in a, it's a really long movie. It, you know, I said on our post, our pregame show earlier this week. I didn't. I, I was a little bit concerned that some of these characters weren't going to have a lot to do, and that we may just be. I think Finn is very important to this storyline overall. I think he plays a big role in. He definitely played a big role in the Force Awakens, and he'll play a big role in the uh, in Episode Nine. Uh, but he, he he doesn't really have a lot to do here. And. But at the same time, it, clearly they felt like they needed to give him something to do, and that um, we needed to pull him away from the main action in order for him to do that. And uh, it just—it really, I think you—you you were right, Kent. It—it it felt prequely when we yeah. got to the the casino world and and stuff like that. It just—and then you know, ultimately, I don't know how much. It, I don't know how much bearing it really has on on the plot. So, like, anyway, the beginning. I felt it was strong. The the end was great by the pretty much. There's a point in the movie and I, I don't remember the exact moment, but I texted our friend Jason who was seeing the movie with us and, and just said, I'm not, I'm not loving this. Like there's something missing here. And almost immediately following that within five minutes, I was like, I'm oh, no, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm back in. I feel good about this. This uh-huh. is, this is getting strong again. And it, and it, so it's, it finishes strong. Um, I just, I guess I just expected a little bit more from, from ryan johnson because i i think i think he's the best writer that's ever written a star wars movie and i i think he might be the best just overall just the best director that's ever done a star wars movie and you kind of expect when you combine those two things together that you're gonna get a really tight film from beginning to end and it's it's not that yeah yeah
0: you're you're right it feels a little bit bloated
2: yeah so that's that's where i'm at um and we'll do spoilers mm-hmm. in a bit, but i want to hear what you guys think and uh where we where you're at with this whole thing yeah r b
1: yeah i'm to- you know uh this is this is interesting i'm i'm always interested in 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 both of your uh thoughts on this more than even my own because i'm i'm so uh th- kind of disqualified uh, fr- from this but uh you know i i i really love the parts i liked on this a lot um i thought mm-hmm. tonally it was cool i thought visual i thought aesthetically it was it was much like the fork away force awakens just really rich and luxur luxurious and beautiful looking um but there was a few it's just like there was a few different things and it's hard to
0: without going spoiler spoiler you, you didn't say right. character names that you didn't like i, know, I mean but, if you're saying an actor okay, or somebody well, like that okay it, well, it didn't work well, for you or i mean whatever I've,
1: I thought look, first off, it's well, it's I think it's been discussed on the show. I don't care for Laura Dern <laughs> ever. Like across the board. However, um that in spite of that, I was all in on her character for a while because she was really hateable. <laughs> and then without getting too sp- I you know uh, we'll save it for spoilers. I don't want to go, well we'll talk about it in a minute. It was hard. I'll let's just that. say it
0: was hard for you to get on board with the urn uh, arc. Yes. part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I
1: found that to be not well
0: flushed, flushed out. Mm-hmm. And flushed out, too. And flushed out. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't flush it soon enough. Or flush it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, totally apt and, and fine. I agree with you. Richard, uh, on the aesthetics of the movie. I actually really enjoy the aesthetics of the movie. I think this might be my favorite Star Wars movie in terms of the look and feel of the movie uh, and, and the effects. I mean, the destruction in this movie is awesome. I love... I mean, the way... How far they've come since 1977 when it comes to blowing up spaceships is incredible. And the opening sequence uh, of the film is a battle of of sorts and I just just had my jaw dropped at the beginning, just just at the the scale of the effects and, and the explosions and all that was going on, the lasers flying everywhere and ships. I, I was that was kind of peak Star Wars for me. Just that opening sequence of this film, I mean, that was they brought their A game with that. And, and you're right, Brian. Uh, at the end, there's a big uh, there's a big sequence as well that works very well and it's very Star Wars-y, and works. And there's some stuff in the middle that struggles, but. I mean, I'll say this, this movie took risks. (laughs) This movie was, it it surely was not what I was expecting it to be. And I think they pulled a fast one on us, man. I mean, some of the stuff in the trailers, the way that they edited those trailers together for The Last Jedi compared to what actually happens in the film is actually like they were trying to swindle us into thinking things were going to happen that don't. And people say things to people that they're actually saying to another person. And it was very clever. I'll just say they did a good job of of keeping us on our toes heading into the film and me as somebody that, you know, went back and rewatched the other movies and and uh and is surely up to date on uh The Force Awakens and all that, uh it it, it took me by surprise with with where mm-hmm. they went with the plot and with the characters and everything. And I mean it's a risky film. And when we get into spoilers we'll talk about it more in more in depth, but just overall um, I'm leaving the theater more impressed with how um risky they went with it, and they didn't play it safe as much as I thought they would in in terms of uh the characters and mm-hmm. the marketability of the franchise and what characters we think are gonna lead us into the next movie and so on and so forth and into the next trilogy even and I mean, I'm asking more questions than I am – than I have answers. I mean, I thought we – you know, we, we talked about in our in our pregame show that we thought things that we had questions about in The Force Awakens would, would be answered more or less in this film, you know, regarding lineage and regarding uh, who's bad, who's good, who's going to be bad in the end, and who's going to stay good and all that. And I have more questions now than when I went into the movie. So <laughs> I'm excited – for even more speculation talk, when we get into spoiler talk, because that's always fun to talk about where Star Wars is going to go. But um, man, it uh it certainly wasn't what I expected. I I will double down on that, Brian. Too.
2: Yeah. And, no, I think I think yeah. you're right, and and like that's part of the I think wrong, but whatever. The the backlash against Force Awakens is that it's very familiar and feels very. Uh, for some people, felt like a rerun of Star Wars or whatever, and I don't, I don't think that that's the case with this one at all. No, so it was a
1: new formula. It's uh-huh. definitely a new formula.
2: It did. It, it took
0: things that we've grown accustomed to, things that we have grown to expect in Star Wars, the way scenes mm-hmm. play out, the way characters react to each other, and they twisted them on its head. Sometimes in this film, for the sake of humor. And there are a lot of elements that funny parts that happened in the movie that got a big laugh in the theater that happen at times. You're like, wow, that was just a really serious moment. And we're all laughing now. It, mm-hmm. it was it. So there were moments like that. Um, it definitely it definitely was trying to do a lot. I won't say. Yeah, I, I'm interested to, to hear your thoughts more, Brian, on your opinion of I thought I would get more from Ryan Johnson. Because I'm with you in the fact that I thought this would be more, less, it would be less of what The Force Awakens was in terms of mass appeal, and would be the more dark, artsy Star Wars movie. And I think in some areas that is, but I was surprised at how much mass appeal it did have, and how wide it did reach. Does that make sense at all? And Sure, In terms of the lightheartedness, mixed with the dark, mixed with everything. It was more well-rounded than I definitely expected in this movie, mm. and I, I we likened it to Empire Strikes Back when we went into it. You know, the cast and crew compared it to that when they they were making it, and Ryan Johnson himself compared it to that. I thought we would get more of that in this. Instead, we got more of. Uh, felt more Return of the Jedi to me tonally than it did Empire, in mm. uh, in some parts. But uh, w- what about you? Especially in the in the. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. The casino. There's a sequence mm-hmm. that takes place in kind of a a galactic casino of sorts, and that that felt very Jedi to me too.
2: Yeah, I think uh, to be frank, I I feel like give, calling it Jedi re- <laughs> is uh, Jedi giving it, is giving and it Return too much Jedi. credit. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. I think that's giving it too much credit. It, it that was to me that was straight out of a, out of one of the prequels, right down to oh that scene. Uh, yeah, yeah that that whole sequence to me was. Um, maybe like the best of the prequels. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like as cringy as some of the stuff in episode one and episode two, especially are. But uh, you know, right on down to the a lot of the dialogue, even between Finn and and Rose, was mostly kind of clunky one liners and exposition of like you know they're uh, again I don't want to do spoil, but that that whole sequence yeah. just. The- really didn't i don't i might i might be wrong i might come back i'm gonna see it again tomorrow and it's possible that that will and knowing what i know and where we ended up and stuff will kind of change the way that i feel about that sequence but i i don't really expect it to that way it was it was not it was not particularly good And you mentioned a lot of the humor and stuff that kind of that took me by surprise a little bit as well i was not you know Force Awakens is very funny. There's a lot of funny stuff in it. But to me, most of the the more um, enjoyable, funny moments within that movie are character-based. It's Finn relating to, to Rey and vice versa. And it's Han taking Chewie's blaster and reacting to that and stuff like that that I think is really – it works and it feels um, – I don't know. It feels like it works for yeah. the characters. Yeah, yeah, I natural. wasn't expecting nearly as many, especially, especially going from JJ Abrams to Ryan Johnson. I did not expect the sheer number of the more slapstick di- stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was dialogue related yeah. humor and, and stuff like that. And I'm not saying yeah. it's bad, but it definitely took me out of like, it, it just took me a while to, to get adjusted to that. And I enjoyed it some down the stretch. And so, there's something to be said for kind of like setting the tone early and, and coming back to it. And I, I definitely think that was there. I did not expect that. Now, that for sure, that uh, that casino scene that I don't – I really don't expect that I'm going to go back and be like, oh, you know what? That was actually pretty good. The the humor is can be different. Like humor is always objective and, and comedy is more than anything else. Are the most likely for me most likely movies that I'm going to be like I didn't really care for that first time around and then a second or third or fourth viewing is like oh no I, this is funny now I understand it so maybe going you know when I go back tomorrow that that portion of the uh, of the film kind of potentially has you know works better for me on that route um, but I don't <laughs> I don't know that the whole Casino Planet thing uh, will ever. I mean, it, it just—I don't know, man. It just felt like I said prequel. Better in Skyfall, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, but um, it felt prequely—not just in tone, not just in like dialogue, but also that's a forty-minute stretch that really, truly is like one MacGuffin to another. There's like ten MacGuffin-y steps. Oh yeah. In order, yeah, yeah. in order to yeah. get to the finished, the end, the you know, the finish line, and. I'm okay. I don't know. I'm okay with MacGuffins if they're done correctly and I'm okay with kind of stringing it along when we have to. And I, and, and I understand again, the idea that we've got to, um, we've got to find something for Finn to do. But once you get to the finish line, I'm not sure that the payoff feels up to what we just, just went through on that, that whole sequence. So. do
0: do we have to find something for Finn to do? Right. I mean we we froze Be, Han, right. Han Solo and Carbonite. You right. Know, I'm just saying like you can with with Star Wars, if you don't need a character, you can he can go on another planet and then he'll come back whenever. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think we need to spend forty minutes following on their adventures, you know, yeah. if if we not at all necessary. And not to say Finn's not necessary, but you could definitely trim the fat with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe yeah, given giving us half of what you gave us, and mm-hmm. there's um, another character that they bring into the fold there, Benicio del Toro, which we'll talk about in in spoilers more. Yeah, but that's yeah, just I've, another I've got some character. There. Yeah, I mean that's just another character that you have to give a story to and give time to, and not in, not even including Luke, who you have. This is his story. This is his movie, really. And uh, you got to build the, the characters of Ray and and uh, Kylo, who are your mm-hmm. your two your hero and heroine uh, type characters. So right.
2: there's they, a lot going. There's on. so much. It's... There's
0: so much to get to. And and the thing about it is, is this is the second movie. I mean, this is yes. this is the, always this is the, the middle. Hardest. This is the hardest yes. one to do. It's the middle of it of a beginning, middle, and end. And, mm-hmm. it, and you always this movie's point, like you said, is to get between point A and point B. So I expected a little bit of sludge here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the middle of Empire it kind of drags to me a little bit, too, when you're cutting – I mean, the stuff with with Yoda is so entertaining and stuff with, with Empire that uh, – I mean, they're going from Cloud City back to Darth Vader, back to Yoda. I mean, that, that stuff for me, I, I always tend to forget about that. I always remember the beginning of that movie and the end – And there is, I mean, that's, it's not super strong, not to say that this is, is that much worse or better or anything like that. But I'm just saying, um, I, we almost took for granted how well paced the other Star Wars movies are, especially the force awakens. I mean, that is just every scene is integral to the scene before and after it. And there's not a second of wasted screen time. And it's only, it's like less than two hours or maybe two hours on the dot. And it just, it, it, does a great job of introducing it and getting us in and out and boom. Mm. Um, This one is a little more bloated. Like I said, not to say that that's necessarily bad because um, in context, if we, you know, see the third movie again, a lot more stuff might make sense to us in this or be more, maybe, maybe the third movie is, is Finn's movie. And, and that is the real arc of this whole trilogy is Finn, you know, uh having a huge impact on the way the force uh ends up and the way the Jedi's end up in the first order and everything. So um but for this movie every time they cut back to him, Rose and Finn, I was just I was I was done. I, I just wanted to see something else. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. if, I I guess that's all, all I'll really say about them uh until we get oh, to spoilers.
1: We, yeah, no, before we do, I mean, are we are we not gonna talk about the miracle season?
0: The, the volleyball, volleyball movie?
1: Finn? The volleyball film <laughs> kind of just right like how
0: that. like how how high did disney stock rise after they bought 21st century fox and how, <laughs> and then how far did it drop after they dropped the trailer for that movie like simultaneously. listen, listen. <laughs> well look here's that's the, a movie thing, that
1: needs yes. a big huge star <laughs> fronting it if you're gonna do a volleyball coaching film you need a big star and who better at in 2017 or 2018 rather
2: than helen hunt mm, yeah listen the the important thing is this, and I don't think you can deny this at all. I, I know where uh, you're going, and I can't I, deny I, it. I I I don't think you can combat this. That will be unequivocally the best, best volleyball-related volleyball movie of related 2018. Movie yeah. of 2018. I, I don't even think that'll come close, unless like Top Gun 2 has another volleyball scene or something. <laughs> like that's the only way it could get beat. Yeah,
0: Uwe Ball's going to release Dead or Alive 3, and you guys are going to be <laughs> sorry when you made that proclaim uh proclamation on some weird two uh, <laughs> thousands now that was about the you know speaking of just the experience of going to see this uh that was about the worst trailer the lineup worst group of trailers ever for no, a world no premiere star wars movie that's going to be guaranteed to make 200 million dollars i've ever seen mm-hmm. uh we got what did we get jurassic world rampage yeah. uh that alpha movie yeah. that volleyball annihilation, movie and annihilation
2: really, the natalie and then the, yeah. and the uh, natalie natalie portman like predator which is movie. gonna tank is gonna tank so hard and i'm bummed because yeah. i the book was really interesting and we I, like alex garland that, but that movie's gonna tank hard
1: yeah hard. i love alex garland too i think that movie looks it not only does it tank it looks bad like the <laughs> yeah. and it may be great the movie might be awesome i just mean the the marketing material on it was
0: mm-hmm. was like, not good the, the antelope alien antelope or whatever i don't, yeah. don't even know what yeah that about. was
1: bad we, that was the worst the, the best two trailers were the avengers trailer was cool and the um you know the wallace and gromit ish whatever yeah. that one was but that it was Early everything man. was everything was prehistoric including that there was the alpha <laughs> with like the, the it's like just this one sob story after the other of this wolf and this prehistoric man that no one will see um Oh man, it was that was
2: oh, that was a, a, Alita that that was in there as well. Oh yeah, Alita
1: terrible. was. I mean that battle angel. Cool, oh yeah, no. that
2: one looks raw.
0: So <laughs> I, I feel video. like you can all. <laughs> it would have been way Johnny better with Shaggy's my angel. battle yeah.
1: angel. You're my darling battle angel. Closer than my peeps, you are to me. Battle Angel.
0: (laughs) Remake it with Shaggy. You can remake almost anything with Shaggy, and it it ups the uh, the rewatchability.
1: Guys, you can hop on board with me. You know, a couple years ago, I got on a little online humor kick on Guy Fieri, and now look where we are. You guys just hop
0: aboard. Shaggy
1: humor is next. You guys,
0: adding Shaggy to every trailer. Buy, Buy your Shaggy meme stock. For for the next year, it's only, <laughs> the price is rising. Okay, um, how much more do y'all want to get into before we get in spoiler talk? Uh, because I let's will say, do let's do it. No, it's time. no I, I'll say one thing. You do get the stuff with Kylo Ren and the stuff with Ray. I think is really really strong in this movie. And at the end of the day, yeah. that's what I wanted, and that's what I care about. And so when it comes to grades or initial grades, I guess we'll reevaluate or maybe we'll save grades for next week or something like that. But when it comes to my overall thoughts on this, that's what I'm going to go back to is, is where does this movie leaves us, leave us in terms of those two characters and, uh, in the future. And so there's scenes together. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think even when they
1: weren't together before we get the spoilers, even the non together together scenes, I don't know if that's a spoiler. We're, we're
0: awesome. They were, they were very strong. Uh, both both of them, Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, brought it in this m- movie, and they're them too are worth seeing. Uh, on top of, of course, Luke Skywalker who makes return, Princess Leia who's back, Chewbacca, R2D2, all the people you know and love in Star Wars are here and accounted for, and um, some. Some cool cameos too that I didn't expect, and I don't know how you guys felt about them, but they are spoilery, and we will save those. But let's just say other characters that you might know from the uh, Star Wars universe make appearances uh, at crucial times, and it's uh, it's it took me by surprise, and so yeah, uh, I'm I'm surprised they were able to keep a lot of that under wraps uh, beforehand, but very cool and uh, some cool moments. So overall. Uh, I thought it was well photographed, well assembled. Uh, it was a little more uh, basic Star Wars than um, than I expected. Like we said uh, with The Force Awakens, J.J. Uh, J. Abrams didn't make a J.J. J. Abrams movie. He made a Star Wars movie. I feel the same way with Ryan Johnson. He didn't make a Ryan Johnson movie. He made a Star Wars movie. And uh, I, there is definitely a formula for these. And it's really hard to figure out. A lot of people, a lot of studios would pay big money if they knew that formula. But I mean, this felt like Star Wars to me, and you know the prequels didn't even feel like Star Wars to me. so <laughs> it, it it has that going for it. It, it mission accomplished in in terms of uh being a worthy uh next step in uh, in where these movies and franchise is heading. So mm-hmm. that's all I'll say before we hit spoilers. Any other any overarching thoughts uh, for the general public before we uh, move on? No, let's do it. I got one, okay
1: shorty all my angel <laughs> you're
0: my darling alright we're gonna take a break and uh, we'll be right back with The Last Jedi spoiler talk I wanna take this time to say thank you to our great friends over at Blue Apron yes Blue Apron the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country they deliver fresh great meals straight to your door and it could not be any easier I love Blue Apron I've been a subscriber for a long time now The last meal that I had, the chicken quesadillas, were absolutely phenomenal. One of the tastiest meals I've ever had, and honestly, it could not have been more convenient. What makes Blue Apron great is you can go online, you can schedule meals weeks in advance, you can pick out meals ahead of time. There's a great variety of meals every week. If you're somebody that's on the go, or if you're somebody that works a lot, and you just don't have time to grocery shop, Blue Apron is for you. They send the meals straight to your door, ready to prepare with no wasted ingredients. And honestly, the only thing keeping me from eating Blue Apron every single meal is that they don't have a pecan pie package, because I love my pecan pies. Some of their great upcoming meals include chili butter steak with lemon parmesan broccoli and potatoes, vegetable lo mein with bok choy and carrots, roasted chicken and maple butter with mashed sweet potato and collard greens, and spicy shrimp bucatini with cabbage and toasted breadcrumbs. And trust me, Blue Apron is perfect for a date night or a dinner and a movie night. Nothing hits the spot quite like Blue Apron. So, Blue Apron is treating Mad About Movies listeners to their first three meals, a $30 value, with your first order if you go to blueapron.com. Check out this week's menu, get $30 off with free shipping, at blueapron.com slash Matt. So thanks Blue Apron for being such great supporters of the Mad About Movies podcast. Thank you for making our lives better. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right. So again, we are in spoiler zone now, and Spoilers. so don't don't be here unless you've seen the movie. We don't want to ruin it for you. So okay. Um, I'm in Delaware. What, what was the most what was the most shocking thing to you guys? N- one Number one shocking, most shocking thing. I would say for I me, this... For me, it was less about turning Ray from the good side to the dark side and more about turning Kylo Ren from the dark side to the good side. And mm. I really liked that. And if... What we were expecting going into this, right, was that this entire series is going to arc on a giant fight, again, probably between Ray and Kylo Ren, right? It's going to be – those are the the hero and the villain of this at the end of the day, other than Supreme Leader Snoke, which we'll get to. Um, The way it ends up at the end with all that happens in the movie and the way Kylo and Ray end up with each other – it's going to make for a very interesting third act of this because yeah. Uh, I mean, are they ever going to fight again? Are they, you know, what is their relationship? Are they best friends? Are they still enemies that that at the end of the day uh only were saying what they needed to do to to win the fight or they're trying to psych each other out or what or are they going to run from their fate or I mean, it's just there's so many questions here in regards to uh, what's gonna happen there and I didn't expect that. I didn't expect there to be a huge question mark. I thought we would know more. But that was the biggest shocker for me was just how they went about that and um I don't know who's on what side and all that. And I'm I'm excited about that though. Brian, what mm-hmm. what what shocked you?
2: Yeah, I wasn't uh that was definitely different than what we expected. We were very I think masterfully led to believe that it was going to be the reverse of that. And even in the movie, you get hints of it with, uh, Ray kind of reaching out to the dark side in, on the Island and Luke acknowledging how quickly she went in that direction and whatnot. so, yeah, I think that was, that was the, that was a pretty big shift to have it go the other direction. And, but also I, you know, I love, I love that, uh, we have that moment and you get, an oper- You get this moment where you're like, okay, maybe they're gonna. G- it's gonna go the opposite route, and uh, Kylo Ren's gonna join up with her, and and then it. They pretty quickly put a, the kibosh on that, and I I I liked that. I thought it was, I thought it was the while from like a sentimental standpoint, I would kind of like it to go the other route. I'd love to see a full redemption for Kylo Ren. I we don't dislike think Adam it, Driver, yeah. right? Exactly. I don't think it's fitting for his character for him to. Uh, Full on, just like, well, I'm I'm a good guy now, and just come on back to the other right. side, yeah, so, right. And there wouldn't thought, be much of a battle without him on the other side, right? I, exactly. I thought,
1: though, I I agree. I like the little tease of of him and coming over and that for a second, but at the same time, I thought it was kind of rushed and a little contrived in the way he was like, "Come with me, we can rule this all together," and she's like. Not really what I was thinking, and he's just mm-hmm. like, "Well, then I will destroy." Like it escalated really quickly for me. Mm-hmm. I thought sure. it needed a little punching up on the script. I thought the 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 plot was solid, but I didn't think the dialogue supported that plot very well. If that makes sense, agree. Yeah. Um. It makes- ju- it it just but but in terms of story, it was it was good uh, on that front. For me, the biggest shock was, and I had no idea until the mask came off, uh, that Phasma was a girl. <laughs> I, mean, I was... Oh, really? No I'm, no, I'm kidding. Of course, the voice is... Really, okay. I mean, it's a joke, It's like They didn't focus <laughs> on, on that. I was, I,
2: no, I was in that
1: I was, I was, in I was that really boat. hoping was, for Brian Cackle no. there, and I got a really concerned, oh, really. Well, <laughs> so.
2: the deal is, is like, obviously she's a girl, but they... Yeah, they don't even take I her... Know. She doesn't even take her mask off to well, this, does she? Well, it's but like he shows her eye. The yeah, and he kind of focuses in on it like, did you guys know she was a girl? And I was like, is this... I? Was this supposed to be a surprise? Like it's only for two seconds, but I I thought it was a strange lingering, and so that's why you're you know anyway that's why the bit fell flat and I ruined your joke, Richard. Yeah, how dare you? That's Kent's department. <laughs> Kent's supposed to do
1: that, not you. Sorry, you're supposed to Ed McMahon. You're supposed to Ed McMahon me at every turn.
2: <laughs> hey now,
1: hey now, Hank. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Richard. Any uh, yeah. any big shocks that were like oh, shocks
1: um oh, i'm trying to think
0: um i don't know it if it was like- a shock but it was a, a weird moment i don't know how i feel about it when it, it's kind of funny because uh, this goes back to what i was referring to in terms of uh going against what we would expect like when Ray's holding out the lightsaber and he just like slaps it out of her hand or like throws it like, yeah. over the just throws it just over, throws, straight, it over yeah. throws it off the the ledge like, we're like what
1: yeah <laughs> and, there was two I mean it, that was two things I could talk on that Kent real quick I mean two opening within the first five minute moments that co- totally killed the momentum of the first movie not in a bad way but for comedic effect her handing him that lightsaber uh, is number is was one, and then the one with um, I don't remember Domal Gleason's name, but when he's Hux. commanding the ship, yeah, when Hux oh, is yeah, commanding, the commanding thing? Candy, yeah, and then yeah, he's like, I can't hear you, and it totally goes full comedic, yeah, that was too like, early. Those, yeah, I don't know if it was too early. I, I didn't even, I'm not even saying I dislike it. I just found that that tone immediately setting that tone of okay, I you know, it was funny because it wasn't really comic relief, like you said, Ken, it's too early for comic relief. Uh, but I do think what it is saying is, hey, just sit down and watch this. You have no idea where this is going. And to the, and on that effect, I appreciated it.
0: Yeah, um, for me, the type of comedy that worked well was for this was in The Force Awakens, say in the first scene when Kylo Ren comes down to the planet. He captures uh, the villagers, right? He captures Poe Dameron. And Poe Dameron says the line of, so who talks first? Do I talk first? And then, mm-hmm. and then he's, and then Kylo Ren starts to talk. He's like, I really can't understand you with that, that mask <laughs> on. You know, it's small, like things that are kind of building the character, but are also kind of funny. They, they went on for that, with that, can you hear me now thing for a little bit too long. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I it, it, it was funny for two lines, but then Hux just kept going, can he hear me? Can, are you there? And all, I was like, Stop. I don't know that 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 was, was a little was, Seth MacFarlane for yeah you. yeah it was it just took me out of it because I was it was it was so early in the movie and I was trying to get the tone and then it was like whoa and um and the I just think that was too.
1: Ryan saying hey this is this is not going to be Force Awakens and it's mm-hmm. not going to be each Star Wars and I think yes it's comedic but I think it was more hey you're not going to this is going to be an unpredictable plot I think it um, it's
0: more of hey this is a a real world that people live in and funny weird stuff happens yeah. all the time and it's not uh I don't know. And and it's
1: setting yeah. up Poe as as, you know, on mm-hmm. solo basically of
0: 2.0. Right. Yeah. And something else that was kind of prequely to me was like when Luke was milking the the
2: aliens yeah like, yes. too many daggum creatures like yeah the porgs were fine um the little the crystal foxes fine no problem cool. with those things uh but like early especially there's just way too many cutesy creatures Man, and that always feels prequely i hate so, that so special edition know, yeah
1: yeah so as you guys know we had a little health scare with my with my baby girl olive uh
2: Yes. Your dog, not so, your girl. My right, dog. My dog. Yeah. yeah, my
1: my girl Olive. She's a she's a she's the light of my life. And Olive had a little health scare yesterday, and so we're kinda still on watch with that here on the home front. And uh Every creature in Star Wars reminds me of all of anything, even BB 8 reminds me of all of. So it's just like, <laughs> con- even the horse racing creatures, and all of those. I was just like in tears the whole time because I was like, because I couldn't check my phone. I was like, I hope I was okay. And I was, I was a mess <laughs> because of, because like you said, Brian, it was like creature overload. I, uh, Sarah couldn't make it because she had to, to monitor the, uh, the pup tonight, and and uh, she texts me after the movie, and she goes, "How was?" I, I said, "I really enjoyed it, but there, it was just the whole movie was olives, and I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm a mess."
2: <laughs> yes, yes, Um yeah, a little, a little too much, a little too much on on the. Again, I have no problem with the porgs. I have no problem with the the crystal ice foxes. And the those porgs were nothing. The por- porgs fine. were nothing. Just yeah, there. they were They're just kind of ancillary. It it yeah. felt though. I mean, crystal foxes were actually
0: probably had more of a key part and they were cool yeah, looking. Totally. I liked them yeah. a lot.
2: Yeah. They it, it, like my, my it felt like island. the,
0: the, the island Octo was supposed to be, or Octo was supposed to be more, I don't know of a serious Jedi temple kind of a place like sanctuary. Yeah, it was mon- monastic. Then, they had the kind of nun character. Yeah. And, and, and Luke was going to go there and that's where he was going to train Ray and it was going to be all her learning the ways. And then, He's milking a uh, an animal, <laughs> and I understand like he have to. It's established like, well, how is he to live on this place for mm-hmm. seven hundred? You know, I don't know how many years—not seven hundred years, but uh, you know, thirty years or whatever it was since the last movie. How has he lived here and survived? You can't drink ocean so, water or whatever. I know maybe they're trying to explain that, but that mm-hmm. doesn't. I don't. I don't need that. I just it just felt very <laughs> okay. So. And he, he's like, he like milks the thing and then he like pulls, <laughs> he like just takes a sip out of it. He's like, mm. it's
1: very weird. <laughs> kind of out of I, nowhere. So, so I was in the bathroom. I hustled because this is not a movie you really want to go to the bathroom during. But, but duty called. I had to, I had to tinkle as we, as adults say and uh, mm-hmm. i guess i missed the milking i must have been yeah, yeah you did you, you walked
2: out right when they time, were on the island yeah time to go yeah
1: uh yeah no i i, I actually like thought it out because i had to go for a while and i could say you know you know that kind of jedi move you make it's people that watch movies i was like uh we're about 50 minutes in um i can't imagine something's <laughs> gonna happen right now we're kind of in the middle of a build <laughs> i think you know you do the math yeah. and you're like i think i can give up a minute and a half right now to dart out and and do it. And so I did. And that's the first I'm hearing. So he milked something. Why was that yeah. a thing? That's interesting.
0: Uh, yeah. It was, it was, now I have to see it again in IMAX. It, it was, the creatures were very, <laughs> were very uh, special edition y, like something yeah. Lucas would have thrown in Return of the Jedi. And <laughs> yes. uh, yes. I was Q-9 waiting or for the and Ewan McGregor hologram <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I really, and, I seriously was. And it goes, it goes with, goes along with, uh, the thing that I one of the things I hated the most about the Phantom Menace was that part where Jar Jar, like, a steps in the poo and B mm-hmm. gets like fart in his face. Yeah, like, I don't need acknowledgement of bodily functions in my Star Wars, guys. <laughs> I don't need milking of any kind, I don't I need know. secretions yeah. or <laughs> any kind of anything like that in my Star Wars. I'm good without it. But that's what it yeah. just—it was just flashbacks, and I was like, no, no, not in this. Can no. we
1: can we say though? I mean, though the gentleman has had a, a strong career, you know, in video games, a lot of different things. I was a little worried, you know, this is big league stuff, and Mark Hamill hasn't necessarily been leading mm-hmm. man material outside of stuff. I thought he was great. I really yeah, did. I, I thought I thought he was. I thought he brought. I thought he was better. I thought he was better as Luke than Harrison Ford was as Han Solo last time. And wow. and I loved Han. And he was funny and all that, but he had a little more rust on him. Um, I thought Mark Hamill's Luke was was better, and he's certainly better than Carrie. I mean, look, rest in peace. We all love Carrie Fisher, but uh, some of those some of those lines are a little rough. I thought she was better in this one than the first one too. Um, not as cringy, kind of. Uh, but I thought Mark Hamill was, hey, this guy belongs in blockbuster cinema, which is its own unique thing, especially past a certain age. And and uh, I thought he was excellent. I really did. I thought he brought it. Same. And, and yeah. Despite some of the little weird things that they wrote for him, I thought he was really, really good and not, oh, cool. That's Mark Hamill. I thought, oh, this, you know, if he came in, the way I kept thinking about it, if he came in right now and you didn't know who he was and this was a new character of Luke Skywalker, it wouldn't have been weird. Whereas I think Han Solo
2: would have been. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's fair. He's he really understands that character, I yeah, think yeah, as much does. as anything. He just he he uh, he knows it, he understands who the character is. He's got a great respect for it and that is just, you know, that's what he I don't know, it's like what he was born to do is play yeah. that character.
1: Oh, especially you know? in the early ones, you know, he's kind of the weak link in terms of acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Luke's sure. a great character, but you know uh the, you know harrison ford's great and there's all these Al, i mean Al guinness is <laughs> probably one of the right, 10 best right. actors ever and so you're <laughs> like you know it's james Earl jones you know you're like okay this guy's he's cute he's got a little blonde hair and the, that's cool and then it kind of comes full circle and you're like wow this guy has some weight to him but he's really bringing the the darkness and the light and the humor and the you know he was really well-rounded i was i was very that was the thing i was most interested in seeing um and nervous about i was kind of you know, waiting to see people being like, "Yeah, it was good," but you know, Mark Hamill, he's he's mm-hmm. fine on your PlayStation, but not you know <laughs> in a sure. in a three hundred million dollar movie. But he was awesome, so that was that was a big plus as as far as I'm concerned. Yeah,
0: yeah. I thought he straddled the line of wise Jedi and just pissed off old guy that doesn't want anything to do <laughs> yeah. with the Force really well. Yeah, and he's like the
1: cool. guys that moved to Alaska. Yeah. Just because, you know, everyone that's, lived, you know, we probably have listeners there. I don't know if they have the internet, but everyone that lives in Alaska is on the run from something. And he kind of <laughs> had that. He kind of
0: harnessed that. Exactly. Uh, I uh, Let's talk about kind of some ancillary characters now, now that we're in spoiler. Uh, we mentioned uh, they did away with Captain Phasma very fast. It was like, okay, there she is,
2: and she's gone. <laughs> she might sure. come back. They didn't. I mean, she could. She could find her way back. It wouldn't surprise me at all if she shows up for episode nine. Just saying. Yeah, I know she fell into a fiery abyss, but if you don't Throwing see somebody die on screen, I'm just saying you know they could come back. That, so that's so could
1: Luke, somewhat in some capacity. <laughs> that's
2: in, yeah, in Force Jedi or Force Ghost capacity for sure. So could Luke. So could Luke.
1: Um, and chubbs and Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> that that's be, the one
2: thing these movies are missing at this point
1: I agree no they are missing Carl Weathers that part I'm not kidding about you can get a stew going if you get him in the mix <laughs> uh,
0: how did you feel uh, Brian about your homie Chewbacca probably the very underutilized Chewbacca in underused the movie. Yeah. Um, there was a funny moment where he busts in and Luke's like Chewie and yeah. that was cool that was it I mean that was really the only
2: Chewie yeah. moment and eating Eating the porg in front of a porg. Yeah, yeah. was us
1: that was straight. Ryan Johnson, like yeah. that's the stamp that's of
2: some like, humor. humor yeah. kind of thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah but yeah. then he becomes like porg Godfather at
2: the end. He's basically just like a porg, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, he's he's their guardian at this point, but uh, yeah, I was fine. Like I don't. Chewbacca is my favorite of all the Star Wars characters. I love Chewbacca the most, but I don't need him to be like the the leading character in the film. I mean, if they want to make a Chewbacca origin mm-hmm. story, I'm there, but I don't need mm-hmm. him to be. I thought it was going to be uh, yeah,
0: way I, more. I thought it was still a little less though. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. going to be way more of, uh, you know, Ray and Chewie were going to be more of a, that, a thing. I, I think
2: that's, I think that's episode nine. I would guess. I, I would guess that's a bigger part. And I hope so too, because that, that is truly, that's one of my favorite parts of these, uh, of this trilogy is the, relationship between like we watched we rewatched force awakens today me and coop and richard for for a while and uh yeah we partied the, today the, got can't you weren't there <laughs> I d- did not four-year-olds want are Don't awesome worry. company coop, oh. coop built
1: a water spider out of magnets we did a puzzle <laughs> i ate all just, of cooper's halloween candy that
2: was still around just I mean, what a banging afternoon uh this is what you guys are missing out on positively bang probably Brian. one of my five favorite parts in that entire movie is when Ray gets on towards the end when Ray gets yeah. onto the Falcon and Chewie just kind of gives her the knowing nod of like, this is yeah. your ship and all that. Sort of, I love that. So I love their relationship. I definitely think we'll get more of that next time around, but you know, so much of Ray this time is just between her and, and, and Kylo Ren, which is how it should have been. And, and Luke, which is how it should have been. Exactly. Uh, let's talk more about Ray, Luke, Kylo Ren,
0: that whole dynamic. Uh, so it turns out that what turned Kylo Ren to the First Order was Luke Skywalker. <gasps> Luke sensed his power in the Jedi school and uh, tried to kill him. A- according to Kylo Ren, we have conflicting reports on this, right? Don't we?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, kind
1: mm-hmm, of. Mm-hmm. I think and, Luke's final, the third report is the probably the truth.
0: Yeah. And uh, that was that was not something I expected. Uh, I I knew that the Knights of Ren had something to do with that. I didn't think that I, I knew that. That's why that that's why Luke would probably want to see an end to the Force and the First Order and all that. He was wants it to all go away. But I didn't know that that's what turned Kylo Ren into Kylo Ren was Luke Skywalker. I didn't expect mm-hmm. that turn uh, in the in the uh, in that plot but it works for me and it it certainly made the th- the third act more effective
2: mm-hmm. well and kind of getting the you get luke's story then you get kylo ren's story and then you get the you kind of the true version mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what yeah. actually went down which is pretty cool yeah i think that's a, that was a pretty that was a solid way to do it you know in some way i, I wouldn't have minded like a full on flashback of that whole sequence instead of just the very beginning of what actually happened and then it's over, but it's fine. And and there's certainly plenty enough going on in the movie that we don't really need to take another 10 minutes out for, for that, you know? Yeah,
0: I agree. And let's talk about kind of the relation, more of the relationship between Kylo and Ray. How did you guys feel about the fact that they were able to force talk to each other throughout the movie? I
1: thought be, that was cool. I did. I loved liked those scenes. They were my favorite scenes of the movie. I, I, I don't know if I care about it conceptually, but I just thought it was executed really well.
0: Sure. I I like the idea of it, but it was weird for me how they never showed them to, like looking at each other or anything like that. It It was always they said that they could see each other but mm-hmm. it was always just in audio does that make sense at all to you yeah it, it no, felt I get like that. it should have been shown or shot differently in a way i wasn't it, against yeah, the fact that they yeah. could have that ability but he said wow i can he says a line like i can see you but i can't see your surroundings like she was supposed to be floating in the room with him or something like why didn't they show that i don't know
2: I don't yeah, know what they were would, trying to you hide. Would, you would like block out the background, right? Or something there was and kind there was some spotlight the you know each of them or something. That there, I think something. there was a better way for them to
0: show or interpret what was actually happening uh, there. I don't. It was it was it was. I don't know how I feel about how they executed that, but I, I like the I, the fact that they can do that and they can they have that ability and it comes into play later at, to a, to a good degree. So, uh, I, I, I liked how they're talking to each other at crucial moments throughout the movie and they didn't, you know, I don't want to see you here and get away. What are you doing here? And things like that. Those kinds of moments worked really well. Go ahead. Richard. Yeah.
2: No, I, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. I loved it. I, I, uh, and, and I liked the, the, you know, I know we're in Sparrow territory, the, the, spo- the, uh, twist that, that Snow could had, had, uh, Mm. Had inspired it, mm. inception um, but, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I want to say on that scene is, as long as we're going down that road, um, I thought that was a cool twist. Obviously, with with Kylo killing him in movie two, you think that's going to be a movie three type thing. Uh huh. But I didn't like the cut to the lightsaber turning. Like it kind of. I, I think it would have been way cooler as a. That's true. I
2: didn't think like about he's that. like
1: he's already hinting at it, right? Mm-hmm. So is already saying. And he turns the lightsaber. You know what would have been cool? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Turns yeah. it on and kills his enemy. And then if it had happened then, it would have been like, oh my gosh. But like, it, sh- it cut to it turning towards him. So you're like, oh no, it's going to kill him. You know? That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. I
0: just thought that was I a of that. Maybe a if better way. If you take those would've... three seconds yeah. out, it's way cooler. Or if they had shown maybe Ray, like her her eyes kind of given the side eye to where you think Ray is turning the lightsaber to grab it, to kill Kylo Ren. Right. Yes. And then it kills Snoke. That would have been a cool tease slash twist. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It was an awesome,
1: like macro, awesome plot twist. And I love that Mm -hmm. just micro. I wish I hadn't cut away to it or can't, like you said, had, had cut to another person's face to kind of at least give some ambiguity as to who's moving it. But like, Sure. Once you see him look, and then the lightsaber starts moving, and it's like, and it goes to kill his enemy. You're just like, oh, okay. Oh, I mean, I was off mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is cool. He's gonna kill Snow Supreme Leader. But at the same time, would have been. I think that moment would have been way cooler as a surprise.
0: Yeah, that lightsaber <laughs> goes through him, and you're like,
1: oh my gosh, he killed him. You know, that and was a cool way to going. kill him.
0: But it would have been freaking awesome if if Kylo Ren had just. Like chunked his lightsaber at him or something, or just you know just gone ham on Snoke or something. I I thought it was a cool twist, but yeah, it could have been just more violent and just like I don't know. This might be an episode nine thing, but I think oh
1: man, I'm going in the wormhole with you guys. I think it also like
2: (laughs) one of us.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm falling in. But I think it also is like obviously Kylo Ren. It makes him more powerful. I think they should have touched on this or at least hinted at this movie. And if they did, I didn't notice it. But I think there's something in that he was able to keep these intentions away from the Supreme leader. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah, able to kind it. of yeah. live this double life. Whereas the Supreme leader thought he was in every month. They hit, yeah. they say that a lot, right? Like I'm seen mm-hmm. his brain. I've seen it now. Yeah. But Kyle Rain has some power. Where he's able to at least put these thoughts mm-hmm. and at least fool the Supreme leader who at this point until he, when he's killed is essentially omnipotent. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have hinted as to how he did that or why he did that. Or, you know, you, you know what I mean? And maybe they will in episode nine, but I thought that was a little bit of a miss after the fact that he's kind of been living this double life.
0: Yeah. It shows yeah. how naive Snoke was. And he says, I think the line is your, you child can't, per, can't sway him or something like that. He calls Ray out for, you don't, you know, cause she's convincing him. Don't do it. You know, join me. And, and he's saying the opposite. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm disappointed in a way because I think Snoke is freaking awesome. And I loved everything bit, the too. design. I love the character. I love how Andy Serkis played him. I mean, it's been, we complain all the time, every week nearly on this show. Why don't we have any badass villains in Hollywood anymore? He was one of the more badass villains I'd seen. And I was just looking forward to him just wreaking havoc. On and the I was entire, looking forward before- at first order, just like in the first of this movie. You know, the first act or two when he's showing up randomly on holograms and everything and just scaring the absolute bejesus yeah. out of people. I love that. That was cool. And Me I wanted too. more of that. i just so interested in it.
1: And yeah, talking it's... about weak villains, but I think it would have been cool to see how does he look in an Iron Man suit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that would have
2: been cool. <laughs> or multiple Iron Man suits. Oh, my gosh. Uh, whoa, wow. guys, has anyone ever done yeah. that before? Woo. Um yeah, I think you're right, Kit. It, I liked Snoke. I think he'd be really cool to have around. From a narrative structure, he had to die, and I'm glad he died now because it it sets the it sets it's the tone. Because from the from the very one, beginning, then. yes, because from the beginning of this story, really we are we're taking kylo ren from one side and ray from the other side and we're we're bringing them to a head like they have to have a you know some sort of confrontation some clash um that decides the fate of the universe that's how i don't know that's how we narrative structures work in this case and to me one of the better ways to go about that one of the better ways to get to that point is you have to kind of shed the baggage of what's holding both of those characters back. And they did both sides of that in this movie. They got rid of, uh, they got rid of Snoke and then they later get, you know, get rid of Luke. And now those two characters, that's the two main characters of this trilogy. And they are on a collision course headed towards one another for episode nine. And that's perfect narrative structure. And it's very, like I, like I mentioned before
0: spoilers, I don't know which way it's going to go because I mean, They've each saved each other's lives at this point, and they each they there's a lot of emotion going both ways on why they should be with why they should be on one side and why they shouldn't be on the other side, and so it'd be hard for, it'd be hard for press for me to say that Ray kills Kylo Ren after he spared her life in front of this in front of the Supreme Leader, just you know, just now in this movie. So that mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to play that. Honestly, I'm very, yeah. I'm very, very surprised at uh, that we're at this point where they can go either direction, and I'm going to have to wait two years to find out the direction that they go in. But it'll lead to some fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, let me see what else I got here. Uh, so the, you mentioned what didn't work for you in regards to Finn and Rose. It yeah. was that like. I don't know. Horse racing scene. Gosh, I don't know what to say. It, it,
2: that, that's so. That's it's that was. I love that, those was, horses oh, though. Man. They were a cool design, cool cool creature design. Um, but just why? What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why do we need Justin Theroux in this movie? Like the the whole that was so weird. It was. It was. At, it felt out of place. And may, I don't know. Maybe Justin Theroux is just a big Star Wars fan. Is like, please put me in this movie. And I get that, but. Oh, like Daniel yes. Daniel Craig did that in Force Awakens as a stormtrooper. You know sure. what I mean? Like, you, you, if you want to pull that off, you can do that. And I that didn't whole mind sequence, him as much though, because it's really just one little like. It's it, a, it is. It's it's just like it's a that whole. I mean, that's twenty minutes where. Ultimately, nothing of consequence happens whatsoever. It the whole point of that is we've got to get these two in a room with Benicio del Toro, and then we've got to get those three onto the Star Destroyer uh, to, so that they can sort of, so that he can fight. Uh, well, yeah, for now, for now. There's so but there's something he, with so that, that, he can kid, fight that kid, baby.
1: That right. kid circles around the end for a reason, right? With the and that and ring. that
2: the whole bit I know is like we're we're stoking the flames and we're the you know we're the spark that lights the rebellion. All this sort of stuff. I just. I would really like there to be a better way to do that than the two of them riding on weird alien horses through a casino. It just, that again, that just felt like something that you would have seen in episode one or the special edition releases or something like that. It just didn't, it doesn't fit to me. It doesn't fit star Wars. It doesn't fit the, uh, the aesthetic that has been established the rest of the film. And it just, Again, it, it just kind of reeked of we got we got to find something to do with Finn and, and to your, whichever one of y'all said this. I think maybe the better part would have just been like we're going to leave him in the uh, what if we just leave him in, in that medical, medical tent yeah. until yeah, he's camp. like they're being evacuated and they're on the the ships going away from the the cruiser and whatnot. And he wakes up in there and now he feels like totally. he's got to do something to be, you know, to make up for not having done any. Thing of substance over the course of this entire movie, or know, something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or yeah I like think what, that's right, Kent. Like, right. The, like they treated Poe in the Force Awakens. We see him at the beginning; mm-hmm. he's there, and then at a crucial moment in the film, boom! Oh my God, it's background. Poe! Holy crap! Background. And everyone's you know. like cheering in their seats that that this guy's back and here to save the day. That could have mm-hmm. that could have happened, you know? Maybe yeah, he leaves, and then he he comes at the end of the movie with Rose, and he's like, I just. I I found the code and and he finds it at the crucial time and then th- that all happens we don't have to get we don't have to actually see how that all went down it, you know
1: you know
2: yes <laughs> yeah I think yes. one
1: thing too we should talk about on that sequence um yeah. and I'm the last person that you would think would say this because I'm a, I'm a big fan and I was really excited with the casting and I thought he he delivered a fine performance. I mean, he did everything he could with the material, with the stutter and everything. But that Benicio del Toro character was super disappointing. Yeah. When you hear Benicio del Toro's in Star Wars, uh, it's I think it's two characters in a row which he really brings it. I think Guardians he brought it too, but the result is a little like, oh, okay, he's just this guy. Yeah. You know,
2: why does he he need a speech impediment? Like that's just. I don't know. I didn't. I I didn't mind that. that. I mean, maybe that's offensive.
1: Maybe that's offensive, offensive. and I'm probably wrong. But I thought it was like a little. I don't even mean from an
2: offensive standpoint.
1: I just no. I know. "Uh, I I didn't find it. I just found it like a little quirk of him being Benicio. He's got a little sure. depth in him. He's got to add an affect to a that's character. And, totally you're like, yeah. and you're like, and you're like, for me, it was like, okay, well, at least it, like it added to like the rhythm of the comedy and stuff. And whether or not that's like offensive or not, is not up to me. But for me, it, it was, I didn't mind that, but, but, uh, but I just thought the whole arc of the character was kind of disappointing. And it look, I, you know, I understand philosophically where they're talking. You have these extreme darks and these extreme lights, and you're trying to show that there's people that are exploiting the middle. Oh my gosh, look at mm-hmm. the allegory in our world right now. Uh, but it was just, to me, a little bit disappointing. I think sure. there's 25 million actors. You know, if Kent was very well trained, I feel like he could have played that part. You know, and Kent's a terrible actor. He's it the worst. reeks of, uh, <laughs> okay. we need somebody
0: for this part. Oh, 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 holy crap, we think we can get Benicio del Toro. Del Toro shows up on set. My guy has speech impediment. Okay. All right, Benicio, whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, and that's true. That's The way absolutely fair. he went with it, wait, and you get what you get. And it's just yeah. kind of you hire Ben Kingsley, you're going to get whatever Ben Kingsley wants to do, you know, kind of a thing. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. I still stand
1: by Trevor, by the way. I'm, I'm still writing I like for Trevor, Trevor and Iron Man 3. <laughs> I Trevor. Trevor was awesome.
0: Okay. You and me both. You and me are in on Trevor. I was in on Trevor. Loved it.
2: I like it. We're the Um, the official podcast of Trevor now. It's good.
0: Yeah. So that I am the Mandarin. I'm not reading too much into that, but that's that's just kind of how I felt about that character. Is
2: yeah. I just find something for Finn to do. Like I thought early on when we find out that they're tracking that the First Order is tracking the uh, Uh the rebels or whatever. I thought we were going to find out that Finn is how, that they're tracking them through Finn, like whatever implants I thought that was a little bit of a, that was disappointing.
0: Yeah. And I think that would be better. Like Like he had some kind of tracking device from being in the first order or something.
2: Yeah. Right. That gives you a reason to send him away. You know, that's to me, that would have been a little bit of a, that would have been a a more interesting plot point. But uh, anyway, it's, I, I feel like I'm complaining a lot. I really liked the movie a lot. I thought it was very good. And, and, it just was not. I don't know that if it was. I don't know that it was just that it wasn't quite what I expected, or or what. But it did feel, especially in that first half. It to me, and I, I don't know where you guys fall on this. It felt like any time we weren't with Ray and Luke, and then Kylo Ren, I, it it was a little bit of I was just kind of like twiddling well, my thumbs, waiting for us to back get back then. to that. Yeah, now it, once, again, once they once they kind of establish and. I don't know. When I go back and watch tomorrow, I'm going to kind of look for for me at least like the turning point cuz it really was. There's a there's a a point in the movie where it seems it felt to me like it was almost like Ryan Johnson is behind the camera saying, "Okay, we've established everything. Now we bring it all together." And that last whatever, hour and a half or more is really 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 good and it makes I think it makes most of that stuff worthwhile. But it is—it's a little bit of a of a slog to get through some of that stuff. And again, to your point, Kent, for whatever um, whatever you want to say about Force Awakens negatively, that I'll fight you about. But whatever whatever you want to say on that front, you can't argue. It is an incredibly well paced film, and I think mm. yes. that in some ways that does a little bit of damage to if you can't come in and do that kind of pacing, you're you're in trouble because of how. I mean, that's like, that might be like the best thing Film thematic filmatically. Is that a word from a filmmaking standpoint? That's the best part of force awakens is its pacing. And that's maybe the weakest part of, of this film. Yeah. Um, I agree.
1: I told that's absolutely fair. JJ paced his better. I agree. Uh, this one was more creative, but I think so. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm really torn on which one I think I enjoyed the force awakens more, but that might've been because, you know, I hadn't seen this. I'd never seen a good Star Wars movie in the theater, you know, for the mm-hmm. first time. So maybe it was just like the joy of that. Sure, um, maybe this will hold up as a more interesting, better movie later on. But I, I do think there was a lot of pacing errors here. And I, I liked that. You know, look, I'm going to give this movie a good grade. I really enjoyed it. But the most damning thing you can say about this film is that I liked the lead characters less in this film than I did in Force Awakens because mm. they were enormously winning. I thought all of them in Force Awakens. Poe ray finn and uh even kylo you know winning in in the sort of mm-hmm. dark sense um and i thought they were all with the exception of maybe kylo who i thought brought it again this one i thought finn and ray were a little lesser in this film and that might be part of the narrative i mean maybe that's a it's a dip before the rise and that's 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 fine um but if the, if, if it you know when we see the other the next one in, in two years and it doesn't rise up to that then we'll i think jj's film will probably. Uh, probably age the best because all of those characters are, no, I no you know, I've watched that movie now one and a half times. I watched it yesterday and I, I watched Horse Awakens yesterday, which is weird for me to rewatch something. I watched probably half of it today with Brian. And uh, when the strippers left, I thought that um, no. Um, <laughs> no, but they were in Slave no, but, Leia costumes too. It was really <laughs> fitting. For the it moment. Was weird. But they were all was, men. I don't know. They, they were, were all men.
2: That's <laughs> the weirdest part.
1: That was the weirdest part. And they were old. They were like in their 60s. <laughs> It was very um, Ben Frankliny but, from the office, yeah, but. absolutely. But uh, but no, but that's like those characters are enormously winning and and mm-hmm. lovely, and you love them immediately. Almost, uh, JJ did such a good job. Yeah, you know, there, there's there are things to be said about. Hey, look this this plot really mirrors A New Hope, mm-hmm. and, th- th- and that's fair. I'm not saying it's not even fair, but th- what he did right was really establish likability yeah. and hateability um in, in kylo's case where it was necessary i think mm-hmm. he he did an, an inc- uh, probably a a uh not it's probably he's probably not lauded enough where you love ray from the minute you see her yes and you love finn from the minute you see him and you love poe immediately mm-hmm. and you love bb8 and you hate kylo and you're scared of kyro and you think he's cool just like dark there like he really pulled that off which is mm-hmm. i think a little bit undersold and how yeah. difficult that would be to do and i don't think ryan did that as much now narratively he probably had a harder job because he's yes. got to now move the plot from hey here's all these cool people and here's what they're up to and yeah there's a little conflict but mostly aren't they cool and now he has to move the story along so i'm not really crapping on him on that but like i, I if it's there different is a strengths of, yeah if there yeah. is a demerit to be made i thought uh, it made me appreciate for it honestly i loved force awakens when i saw it and then over the last two years you start thinking well i mean it really kind of is just new hope instead instead of one planet they can destroy eight planets and okay Mm -hmm. is that really you know and she's a girl instead of luke and she's pretty and and uh you know there's a black guy that's cool and i like that and you know you kind of guys start going through it but then but is it really a good movie i don't know maybe it's just kind of a mirrored thing of new hope and then when i saw this i was like new hopes all i mean uh force awakens is awesome and it really made me appreciate that as a as a good film and And not that this was bad, but it was like, it it is, I just, I appreciate that. that that, Yeah. Yeah. Legitimizes that a lot more and how difficult that was to pull off. I'll shut up now. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, that shows, I think that shows the, I think that shows the Spielberg influence that JJ has in all of his films and his writings and whatnot. He, he brings everything you just said is a hallmark of a Spielberg movie. And that's, you know, that's maybe the best thing that he brought to, uh, Force Awakens was that kind of uh, sentiment or that style of of character creation stuff. Yeah. Um, something
0: that didn't really work for me, and I have no idea how you guys felt about this, and I was very nervous about this subject going into the movie. Um, Something that didn't work for me, I'll just say it. Zombie Princess Leia getting frozen in space and then yeah, well, back to the ship, and Why? so Brian
1: and I <laughs> made a joke. I mean, that was I, Brian, I, have, I haven't got a chance to talk to you. When We saw each other this afternoon. We said, you know, you, you know, you start worrying because we I, we both love Carrie Fisher and we love Leia, and we were like, how's that going to work? You know, we're kind of talking like, how do you think they'll do it? And then you're like, gosh, what if they just like immediately, like, really without any grace or, or <laughs> tribute to the actress or the character, kind of just kill her off in a real weird way? And when she explodes out of that ship. I, I wish I was sitting by you, Kent, in your in your lovely mm-hmm. lady. I wasn't anywhere near Brian. And I was like, oh man, because it kind of Brian. Did you have the same <laughs> thought? Oh, you yeah. no. are like, oh no.
2: Like, is that that is literally what we were just joking about? Is something horrible and ill fitting and a weird way to kill off a beloved character? And,
1: <laughs> and then she starts flying through, through space, and I was kind of like, oh, I kind of wish they had killed her.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, kind of yeah. worse than yeah. that. Like, why, I want why did they not? Is very weird. Why did they not just have somebody attack the ship, or the ship is involved in the you know the space battle or whatever, and she gets hurt? Like, why did she have to fly into space and then come back and then come around and then end up at the end of the day, she ends up in a hospital bed? Right? Why couldn't she just get say, "Oh, Princess Leia was injured in the attack, and we're monitoring her situation," instead of?
2: Yeah, I mean, you want to say that maybe that was post death and they just kind of had to figure out a way to make but i mean i don't know like if if it is then it's a lot then they did a lot of special effects there that were pretty well done because yeah you agreed. couldn't really tell but if you if you go back and watch the last layer, you, you very <laughs> you rarely get a like a real look at her like it's it's far away zoomed out oh on she's that part flying through yeah. Space. yeah and then and the other stuff that you see you see her face for like one second but that could have been done I know, but she's she's easily she's, she's I, in the movie I'm just a guessing lot after that with lines I'm and guessing everything. they ha- if I had to guess I would say they had some of that stuff they had most of that stuff already done and that was the way that they could come that that was the the I don't know if it's a good idea or not but regardless the whole bit of we got to get her out of this movie for the next 45 minutes. We got to put her in a hospital bed somewhere. I think that's, I would guess that was the impetus. <sighs> Maybe. For that. Now, why Maybe. are we flying through her through space and such? I That I, was I bad. Don't know. That was a that was poor choice. It was a very and strange choice. Yeah.
1: She lives, it, to me, it reminded me a lot of, you know, you have Harvey Dent and you have the Joker and what lives in one's eyes and you probably picked the wrong one, uh, mm-hmm. you know, after someone passes mm-hmm. away after production and you just stick with it. Uh, then yeah. you you adapt in the third movie. You know it's like you know the Joker lives yeah. and Harvey dead dies. And I bet I I'm sure Christopher Nolan would love to have that decision back. Well, first off, you love to have Heath Ledger and Carrie Fisher back and both to. it But you know, granted the circumstance, you're like okay, well, okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So well, okay, we've we've gone on forever now, and we haven't talked. You know, I I I I am like you guys. I didn't say Super Evergreen. I didn't read any spoilers, but I I did read some reviews. And people were saying there's a scene in the middle of uh, of The Last Jedi that will blow your mind that is hilarious and great and beautiful and everything. And I don't know what that scene is. I think, <laughs> and spoiler alert, I think it's the Yoda scene. We haven't right. talked about the Yoda scene. So yeah. That has to be that
0: has to be a point on
1: this. And and uh, so yeah. what did you guys think of that?
0: Um, just one more thing to say on on Leia. Very oh, weird sorry. how she comes back in all white, like a Jesus character too. That was another like why why is I thought it was very I don't know. I just don't I was just very not shocked, but surprised at how they handled that whole situation. Um now on to Yoda. Surprised to see Yoda in this, yes. Uh especially speaking lines and doing that whole thing. I loved Frank Oz reprising the role. That was awesome. Um I don't have a problem with it, really. No, I liked it. I
2: liked I thought, it. Most, no, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was great. It was really I thought cool. it was
1: hilarious. The, yeah. the page turner line was the the mm-hmm. line in the
2: movie. I yeah. thought, yeah, that was really strong. We had it was kind funny. of a
1: dead theater. Did you guys yeah, we think did. that too? Just as no yeah. one cares about this. this. Is like talking about your fantasy football team on a sports podcast. But I, our theater was terrible. No one reacted to anything. I thought it was quiet. Mm-hmm. Except did was you guys. I was so glad I wasn't by coughing guy. That guy yeah. was having like a coffee to f- yeah. fit like every twenty two yeah. minutes, like a really bad one. I was really so <laughs> glad I wasn't near him. Uh but yeah no one reacted to the Yoda thing but I thought the Yoda scene was
2: great. Yeah, it played well with uh with my kid. Cooper was that was probably his favorite part of the whole movie. He just was like he was in awe of of Yoda being back, which was cool for me as well, but I thought it worked narratively. It was cool to see him pop back in and kind of have a let Luke he, he and Luke kind of have a like this last stand together in some ways. So it was really cool. Last teaching I, moment, yeah, I guess.
1: I, I think Man, I you know I was waiting for it in this movie after that Yoda thing, and I, I'm going to wait for it in episode nine too. I think I think Ewan's going to show up. I really Ooh,
2: do. I, like I that.
1: really do think there's going to be an Obi Wan thing. Oh, okay. So there's there's once more Yoda shows up, and that's a kind of not really a comic scene, but a lighthearted, lovely scene mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. great. So the other thing too, the the two years of buildup. Who is Ray? What is Ray going to do? What do you guys think of that? She's not. It was kind of like. I thought it was cool. I actually really liked that.
2: Um, I did too. I felt like it was the opposite of fan service, which was yeah. the right fit. Now I'll ask you, Kent is more, Kent, you're more interested in that. You, we've, yeah. You've talked about that more than, than I have and, and certainly than Richard has. Do you feel like, I wonder if, and By this that he's spoken your, about it once. <laughs> does this yeah. fit your conspiracy theory brain on such? Uh, do you think that's, do you think that's a bit? Do you think that's a lot? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't lying to her, and you know, going to find it, out something else. Later. Right, it, it could be either way.
0: Uh, they certainly tease several times. Uh, you know, when Ray goes into like the I don't know time warp type type thing, she's being able to see her past and future at the same time. You know, and everything's coming back around. They, mm-hmm. they tease it there a little bit, um, and she looks in the glass. I think it is, and he's. You think that you see somebody's reflection, and it ends up being herself. You know,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
0: there's little teases like that, but the fact that it's Kylo Ren is why I'm skeptical. Is why Kylo, sure. is the fact that it's Kylo Ren that tells her True. you don't have a family. I, I am too because he's I just telling right. her what he thinks is going to keep get her to come with him to come on his side. He's basically mm-hmm, saying right, I'm Kevin. the only family you have. Uh, no one loves you, and. I'm, I'm the only I can protect you and I can give you everything you need and show you the ways of the force and all that and we can do this together and rule the galaxy you know essentially. Um the last thing he wants is for her to find out uh, you're a Skywalker, you're related to Obi-Wan and for her to have that empowerment to say no, I do have a family, they are coming back for me, they did love me and all that. And he basically tells her she's trash. And that at the end of the day that might be the case, but I still think there is something to do with we mentioned midichlorians, but some kind of lineage when it comes to being a Jedi, you know, I don't think that Mm -hmm. people are just born into having the power to rule the galaxy. Uh, you know, uh, unless you're in that Skywalker chosen one, Anakin Skywalker lineage, I don't think that that can happen. Uh, At least we we haven't seen it so far. Maybe Ray's the first one, right? Uh, I still think, and there's a hint in this movie that points me in that direction. Again, I still think Ray and Kylo are going to be, related in some way that's going to be revealed at some point. Um the force talking back and forth is a hint at it too, you know? Um, the fact that they're connected so um perfectly and mm-hmm. they juxtapose that with with Leia talking to Luke. Almost exactly at the you know, they almost mirror each other when that happens. So for me that was like, oh, if Leia and Luke talk to each other like that and Kylo and and uh Ray do that, that might mean even their brother and sister related in that way kind of thing too. I still think that that could possibly happen. The fact that that happened, that they didn't really address that in the movie or, you know, write that set in stone. I'm okay with that. I think it could go either way, but I, but if in fact she uh doesn't have parents or a family, I'm cool with that too. I do think that, like you said, it's the opposite of fan service. It's definitely not what we'd expect. And, um, if that's the case, then cool. Then that mm-hmm. I guess that that proves that um you really don't need to have Metaclorians and everybody can get the force. And uh Luke even says in this movie that the force isn't something you can learn or isn't taught. What does he say? It's it's an energy that binds the universe and he tries he pulls the old Obi Wan line out basically mm-hmm. from from right. uh, a new hope. And tries to kind of reestablish what the force is, you know? Uh, so I don't think it necessarily says anything, but I'm not convinced that they're not, that, that there's not, not going to be that because we didn't learn that Luke and Leia were related until return of the Jedi at the very end. Uh, Mm. really. So, and they kissed. So, I mean, that's not not impossible. Keep going.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I like, I'm with you. I think it's a, if that's the answer and that's all we ever get out of it. I love that. I think it's a, that's a, perfect way to just to open and i i like the idea that we have fully opened up the door to anyone can have the force and there's no you know the chlorians garbage all this sort of thing it doesn't matter it, it is what it is but if they come back and address it later it wouldn't surprise me at all i think i i thought i thought ryan johnson that's maybe one of the better strokes of the uh, of the the screenplay is kind of doing that in a way that it would not it wouldn't surprise me at all if they go back on it, but if not, it's a very—I think it's a great answer to that question.
0: Yeah, no, I think it, you're totally right, right. I think it's the biggest question of this entire series, really. Right? Who is Ray? <laughs> sure. Um, that could be the the ultimate that, reveal it, at the end of the entire trilogy is Ray is blah blah blah's niece or whatever. It, or but Dark I think Vader's they will have to whatever.
1: do if she if she is a nobody, you know, that they mm-hmm. sold her for booze and mm-hmm. they they died you know, hours away from her on Jakku. Uh, by the way, the Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, that is middle nowhere nowhere. Whatever line was great. But
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: And he sold that really well. But if that is the case, I think we are, I think as fans, we do require some explanation as to why she is, the force is so strong in her. Then did right. the force choose her randomly as someone who's just strong willed and has been through hell and maybe is the perfect counterbalance to Kylo because she's really, you know, gone through something, okay, that's fine, but you need to explain that maybe a little better. Right.
0: right. Yeah, that's or, true.
1: Or maybe it's through lineage. I don't know, whatever yeah. it is. But for some reason, they have to, I think episode nine will have to explain that. Um, but if if they do choose that she's just kind of a random person, well, then maybe you should elaborate as to why she was chosen by the force. And that's fine. That's a perfectly great
0: road to go down. I think that's cool. But I think there's a little more work to do on it. And there were, there were also some seeds planted In the Force Awakens, in regards to Kylo Ren knowing Ray before he meets Ray or knows, you know, or 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 is really introduced to her, he knows that Ray's out there, a girl with the Force uh, that's as powerful as him is out there. You know, when uh, he gets, he's alerted to Jakku and a girl. He's like, a girl? Where? You Mm -hmm. know, he 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 definitely knows about her. Uh, Yeah, how or why? Point, Uh, I I don't know. Yep, Does he know – he must – he has – he definitely knows her lineage, and he's not going to tell her. I think that's the more the case than uh, than her having no family. I think he he's so scared about the truth and her finding that out that he knows that that'll be the end of him. It wouldn't surprise me if she finds out at the uh, – in episode nine in a big – Con- confrontation with Kylo Ren or, or whatever, Maybe she's she jealous. finds out Maybe. and that's what she uses. To- <laughs> no, that's what she uses to kill Kylo. Like, she finds out that they're brother and sister and that he essentially killed um, their father, right? Mm. Han Solo, and uh, killed their mother uh, pretty much. So that could be what turns her against Kylo again after he saved her from Snoke and she'll find out that it was all deception and lies, and he was just trying to swindle her, and that could be what? But who knows? Who knows? Wow. Go anywhere. Wow, yeah, It could go anywhere. It could really go anywhere. we got uh, more so,
1: thoughts yeah. on these, and we've got guests, too, to come, man. We've mm-hmm. got so much yeah. Star Wars content for you guys, you're not even ready for it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I really liked how it was my prediction, and I, I want to mention the opening crawl first, and I want to... Uh, and I want to mention the yeah, last scene. yeah 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 um the 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 last scene was really cool how they kind of mirrored what uh, the Empire Strikes Back was with the scene that opened Empire Strikes Back being at the end mm-hmm. of this I liked uh, I liked that and it was a funny kind of line where the guy like takes a little bit of dust and he's like oh it's salt because everyone probably thought it was snow right because yeah, of Hoth yeah. I thought that was a funny kind of line mm-hmm. to uh, yeah the was a red, cool touch the cool. red when you
1: push through it was beautiful yeah. i thought this I so beautiful such a great that last
0: oh yeah 30, The 40 color minutes, and the whole so setup rigid. and the on the uh the salt lake or whatever the dried up lake bed was really cool uh something that worked for me on the nostalgia aspect of it that wasn't so in your face that really hit a good note and it's a really good example of how you can call back to a previous film and not be heavy handed about it. I love the moment where Luke is debating in his own mind, what he's going to, you know, if he wants to be involved after Ray says, you know, the resistance sent me to come find you. And R2 is there and uh, R2 turns on and he's talking to R2 and saying, why should I, why, why should I basically do this? And R2 plays the projection of Leia Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. I thought that worked so well, and I loved that callback. Awesome. And it was yeah. such it was the perfect moment for that, yes. and to inspire Luke and to remember his family and the times that he had spent in the rebellion and all that. And mm-hmm. what brought yeah. him into this whole story, right? Was that was was yes. the the projection. I I loved that. I thought that was I did great.
2: Too. It got real dusty for me yeah. at that point, and a couple other spots as well. That. The, uh, the, you know, the early Leia stuff was fine or, or less than fine at times with zombie Leia and stuff, but all the sequences with her and Luke and the, that one in particular, but the, the, uh, video playing from R2D2 and stuff, I, I, that was very, I, to me, that was very emotional and, uh, done with a lot of grace I felt like to where all those things fit within the, the scope of the film. It wasn't gratuitous or egregious or anything like that. And, and yet it also was like, Hey, yeah, we, we, you know, we understand we all, we all miss her. We wish that she was not dead. Like that was a very, was a perfect callback uh, using the video and stuff.
0: I think so too. I'm really excited to see this again. We haven't even gotten into the whole, astral projection and the whole of Luke being in two places at once and all that. I want to get into more of that, but I don't want to take up this entire episode with all of our thoughts. I want to save some (laughs) stuff for the next episode, which we will definitely have uh, next week, probably Tuesday, (laughs) probably this coming Tuesday. We're going to release that. So our part two, uh, we're going to follow it up a lot more discussion to come and all that. So, um Uh Kent, is your your fire alarm my fire alarm's going off all right well my uh fire alarm's going off so i'm gonna (laughs) let richard and brian wrap this thing up but uh, i will talk to you guys next week and enjoy the weekend and go see star wars all right kento well brian it's been a
1: joy as always we will give our we will give our grades including kent's grades on uh next week when we have some lovely yeah. guests who have uh who have been uh not only patrons sub- the subscribers but also uh donators to the cause and the show and they've they've done some some uh star wars episodes with us in the past so we're gonna talk to them on tuesday the episode will probably be up wednesday or late tuesday night i'm not sure, sure. Uh, but we'll talk to them and uh and, and all of that so that that's when we give our grades and all of that but i think It was a uh, it was on the whole, I think, a very positive experience. We don't mean that to nitpick Mm -hmm. on the whole. But, you know, there's there's things to nitpick here and there. But Brian, if I need to, where can I find you online?
2: You can find me on the Twitter at bgil 12. And if you are a VIP and you're still listening to this on Monday evening, I'm going to be doing an an AMA on our uh, on our VIP page. So I'll post uh, I'll post something up about that tomorrow maybe saturday and you can start putting up questions and stuff like that so that you can Ooh. help me not have a uh, blank air <laughs> when i start talking at the very beginning so uh but yeah monday monday evening i'm gonna i'm gonna do that so stay tuned for that. that's Richard- exciting i need- yeah, you could find.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, you could find me at Richard Barton on all social media. at am about I tried to do an AMA in November and yeah. I and no one could hear me. And that's yeah. very distressing and sad. I and might we'll try fail to too. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll all see. But I can I can promise this. We've talked about this. So in January, we haven't talked about this too much, but January is our five year anniversary of the podcast. Wow. How crazy time. flies! Crazy. And we're going to do a group AMA. Uh, that we'll give lots of heads up to is going to be Brian, myself and whoever that third guy is that we host with and and, and Kent and we're going to we're gonna all sit together in one of our places and answer questions and talk and hang out and maybe do a few giveaways and stuff like that so that'll be in January but I don't mean to one up you but I do um, <laughs> so there's that you can find me at Richard Bard you can find Kent at Kent Garrison oh there he is you can find hey, me <laughs>
0: there,
2: there
1: and he is. my fire alarm
0: at Kent Garrison on Twitter <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, see you guys on the other side. Bye. What have you guys.